What up, Clock Dodgers? What up to my CDF Clock Dodger fam? Before we get started, I just want to say our thoughts and condolences are going out to Houston. If you can, please donate. Please provide whatever you can, your time, energy, love, thoughts, prayers, money, anything you can, uh, because Houston and, and those other places affected by the hurricane are going through it. Um, if you're in Florida or the uh, Caribbean islands, anywhere like that, you got a hurricane coming at you right now. I'm in West Palm beach, so it may be coming at us too. We'll see how things progress. But, um, if you're, if you're out in those locations, thoughts go out to you as well. Now, this podcast is brought to you by no halftime. The Daily fantasy sports app that pins player versus player challenges, such as things like Odell Beckham versus Devonta Freeman, uh, Antonio Brown versus Tom Brady. If you want to get crazy, you can literally do all kinds of crazy setups. Now, if you use the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, when you sign up, you will get a bonus. You can get that bonus to your friends, family. So tell them to use the promo code too, C-L-O-C-K. Not just for subscribers of the podcast. Literally anyone can use that. So share it with them when you tell them to download the app. Um, it's a great app. It's really fun. They have a lot of new features and, and, and lots of new things. So please check it out if you haven't already. Um, if you do already use it, congratulations. You have a great app that you're using. And they give away, they're going to be giving away tickets to NFL games all season long, one, once a week. Um, so if, only for those who are active, though. So if you're participating, you're automatically entered in the drawing. Uh, again, they sponsor, no, they, they sponsor Clock Dodgers, and they've been around forever with us. So uh, we really appreciate it. We love them. Uh, again, guys, this conversation is with Fantasy Matrix, a.k.a. Professional Connor now. Let's go. Enjoy the conversation. I'll catch you guys on the other end. Can I play with him? Can I win with him? Can I go with him? Can do it? Can play with me? I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Connor, welcome to the show. How you been, man? I've been great, man. Been great. It's been a while since we've uh, chatted on here, man. How you been? I've been good, man. I was going to say life moves kind of fast because, you know, the last time we talked, which was, I think it was during the season, right? Like in the playoffs or something? Yeah, it was. it was. Okay, so it wasn't too long ago. It wasn't like crazy long ago, but since then, a lot of things have changed, man. Like when you first came on here last time, you know, you were just fantasy football matrix. There was no Connor. And now, you know, you got all these different gigs you're doing and you got this mugshot up on the screen and I know what you look like and your <laughs> full name and a lot of stuff have changed, man. So, I mean, are, are you enjoying all this? Yeah, man, it's been, a, it's been a crazy ride. You know, I just started this whole thing as a, you know, pseudonym, fantasy football matrix and all that. And then uh, my work started to get noticed by some bigger names over, you know, Roto World and people like that. And they kind of recognized me and started asking me to write some stuff for them. So that kind of just blew up from there. And then at that point, I figured it was, it was just kind of time to get rid of the whole fake name and just kind of move on with it. This is uh, something that I want to, you know, do and pursue a little bit more seriously. And so just put my put my face up there and, you know, change my name to what it actually is. So. <laughs> to what it actually is. It's funny, right? That's the Internet. Um, it, it, it's cool because a lot of times I bring, you know, different guests on here, as you know, from all, all kinds of walks of life. But specifically when it's people who are, um, you know, trying to establish themselves or make a name for themselves or, or having some kind of level of success and, you know, it just kind of shows that the hard work pays off. You know what I mean? Like the, the grind always pays Absolutely. off. So I, yeah. So I like those people coming on because, you know, if you have people who are, who, who are like, 
um, super successful for, for like a really long time sometimes they kind of lose touch with like the grind of it you know like where they came from sort of yeah um so someone like you is a perfect example and I, and I have a lot of people on like you where you're in the process still you know you're having the success but you're in the process so i always like to kind of you know dig into that a little bit um so oh, i appreciate, yeah, I appreciate I you giving uh, me that time yeah I've, I've been just i just spend as much of my free time as i can writing and analyzing and you know watching football so it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, so for, for, for those, there's a lot of people listening, I'm sure, because a lot of people who listen are fancy football fans or, um, players, analysts, experts, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, a lot of people want to have a similar path to what you do. Like a, a lot of people hit me up and they want to write or they want to do a podcast or, you know, they're just looking for some kind of insight or whatever. And, you know, as far as, you know, you're creating all this content we mentioned for all these different websites now. And of course your own even, um, what, what do you feel like, for people who are just trying to start or who have started, but they haven't had, um, you know, a real, um, you know, successful moment yet where they feel like they've been noticed in some sense. Um, what, what do you feel is like the most important thing? Like if you can only tell those people one thing, like what do you feel like they need to, you know, to, to focus on? I would say just writing or producing as much content as they can and kind of like finding their niche, you know? So like for me, I pretty much just, started and that's what a lot of people suggest too is just starting to write or produce contact and content like you said podcasting too and just kind of finding their groove you know like what works best for them what people enjoy to hear and sometimes that takes a while i mean i've tried everything from you know writing start sits to like projections you know rankings all that and i kind of just like had to stumble around until i found something that caught on and you know that took a few years so it's I mean, just one of those things like don't give up and just keep uh, producing your content. And if it's good, it'll get noticed. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. It's kind of hard when, you know, I ask someone for one thing because there is so many different, you know, levels to it as far as, you know, what makes it work. And it's funny because I always, I like to go back to people who, <clears throat> who have like, whether they've given good advice or have kind of inspired or motivated. And there's this guy, Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk, um, who I, yeah. I, I like his, what he talks about, right? He talks about a lot of that stuff and he's had obviously extreme levels of success. And I think one thing that always gets people caught up is like, are a lot of people listening to me or are a lot of people reading what I'm writing? You know, how many people are following me? And he, he always says something where he's like, you know, one is better than zero. 15 is better than zero. Like 30 people are better than zero. Like no matter what it is, it's better than zero, you know? And so it's like, you got to start somewhere and you got to appreciate every single one of them, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with that. And you know, all it takes is one person who's, you know, fairly big to recognize you. And from there, your following goes from, you know, 15 to a few hundred exactly. overnight. So, exactly. you know, it's, keep grinding that's the way to go so 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 with with fantasy football right it, it seems like you know we're all uh, so many people are giving advice and projections and predictions and you know there's people who are well established and there's people who who aren't but w w you know every, everyone's wrong a fair amount of time right i mean it's just life nobody's perfect in, oh, any, absolutely. in, in anything yeah. but what for you um what makes certain people stand out to you? Like for you to believe in, obviously you're already a smart dude. You're already good at what you do, but what makes people stand out to you? Like to, to the people that you like, what makes you believe in them? It's, it's so much just about like their process and their thought process, you know? So like for fantasy football, and I guess just like in general, if I see someone, you know, tell me, Oh, I think that the Patriots are going to win today. It's like, all right, you know, that, that's really cool. Like, so does everyone else, you know? Why do you think the Patriots are going to win? 
And then they say, well, you know, because they have Tom Brady. It's like, okay, well, that's also cool, you know, like whatever. But it's like if you start breaking it down and telling me like, oh, you know, I'm putting in this research of seeing Tom Brady do this or, you know, I see them exposing this weakness and all that stuff. And, you know, they have a thought process behind it. and Just showing that they're really putting in more effort and are able to like comprehend behind beyond what other people are doing, you know, doing something different or just really trying to put in the work to make themselves like like other people. So, you know, there's been a, a lot of people that I've seen even who just like are just starting off where I'm just like, wow, like this is really, really smart. And, you know, like I'm not afraid to recognize them either because I know I was just there. So it's like, it's, it's just like, it's huge for people just to have like a different thought process, I guess. Right. Right. For sure. Um, and, and yeah, we definitely find, you know, different reasons to trust people and why we, why we, you know, we believe in their work. As far as you go, how, how much time do you spend on fantasy football a week? Like if you just had a guess. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so well, right now I'm doing player news and I'm do breaking down a game for Roto world and writing two, two articles a week for them. And then I'm going to do my best bets once a week for my own site. And then I'm also writing for Sharp Football and for a Dynasty site. So, I mean, easily, you know, like 20, 30, like, hours a week in addition to my regular job. So, I mean, I do all my own, like, like uh, job. And then I come in after work, research, uh, write. And I'm up pretty much, you know, until as late as I can stand where my analysis isn't just mush anymore. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pretty much as much time as I can, you know, but it's it's tiring and exhausting stuff, especially if you're already working another job. Yeah, I think I feel like that's a common theme, and I always like to ask guys that because so many people are doing other things besides this, and even the ones who are doing just this, it's like it's a lot of work, you know. And some people just think, oh, you're writing about football, like how can you be mad about it? But it's like, man, there's a lot of people putting <laughs> in a lot of hard work. You know what I mean? Like it's not just talking about football. Like there's so much work going into it. Um, do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Yeah, I try to. I mean, it's it just really depends on, like, I have a seven-hour drive coming up uh, in the next week, so I'm going to be listening to, I'll just queue, like, you know, five or six of them in a row and uh, download them and then listen to them on the whole way there. That's probably one of my favorite things to do is just listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, so, so I'm curious, like, do you, do you listen to, like, only fancy football podcasts or do you listen to other stuff too? Um, it's largely been fancy football podcasts, but... Um, I've also gotten into like Freakonomics and um, just other other podcasts. I like your podcast a lot as well, just because it has like a lot of different a variety of content. Appreciate that, thank you, man. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm I was I ask that because I'm always curious. Like like so, for instance, when you're listening to fancy football podcasts, just specifically, um, are you listening mm-hmm. to ones? just off of reputation is it you know you're looking for analytical ones are you looking just for are are you looking for something that just entertain you like what what are you looking for when you're looking for podcasts so i like i like a mixture you know i'm I'm not necessarily super picky but the person has to either be you know entertaining or just like wildly smart and being able to present it in a manner that i can at least like i can retain things easily so um one of the guys that i work for warren sharp he does a really good podcast it's very straight to the point, very factual based. He states his opinion, states why, and like gets straight to the point. So it's really easy for me to retain necessary information for me to analyze. But then there's other podcasts like uh, the Roto Underworld podcast, you know, with Matt Kelly, where he's <laughs> yeah. kind of just a goof. And like, <laughs> I, I love his information because, you know, he's a really smart dude and he, it makes me laugh. You know, it's just a hilarious podcast, but it's a little bit less of less of the point, but I still enjoy it just as much. So. 
it's kind of a variety for me. Yeah. I'm asking these questions because I always like to see, you know, what, what makes guys, you know, what makes you tick, what you kind of like, what you're digging. Um, what, what's, what's next for you? Like we, we, we've mentioned like all these sites that you're, you know, contributing to now and your own site and all this, you know, hours that you're putting into it. Like, are you happy? Oh, obviously you're happy with the, with, with what you're doing, but I mean, like there's some people who are like, you know, where they're at is where they want to be at. Like they don't, they're not looking for more. And then there's people who are like striving for more. Like I talked to, um, Kevin the other day from uh, the fantasy authority is like, you know, I want to, I want this, my site to be the best of the sites. You know, that, that's his goal. It's not, it's not like he's just content with being the site that it is. And even though it's great, you know, he keeps wanting it to be more, but some people like where they're at, you know, they don't want too much on them and all that kind of stuff. What, what is your mindset on this? Like you mentioned, you have the other job. I mean, are you looking to, would you love to make this everything for you? Or like, do you still love your, cause I've had people on who are like, I have a, a full-time job that I love and I'm like, have no interest in leaving it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally understand. I mean, I'm really just like playing and see how, see where it goes. Like I would love to make this, you know, a career if possible, but you know, this is a tough industry and like I've been breaking through lately, but I mean, I still have so much work to do to like get to the point where, um, I would feel comfortable, you know, like making it that and right. full time, you know, job. So, I mean, if it presented itself, I would totally be interested. You know, I like, I love this stuff. There's a, there's a reason I'm spending, you know, so much time on it. Like if I was, if I was just kind of like, okay, with where I'm at now, you know, I would be spending half of the amount of time that I do. But even when I'm at like my other job, I'm thinking about football and different, different things. So I mean, this is, yeah, this is, I just want to keep moving up and just doing as much as I can. So yeah, that's totally understandable. I I even had, um, you know, Kevin, the, uh, the fantasy engineer, uh, as he calls himself. And it was funny because, yeah. because, you know, he, he loves his day job too, you know, and, that, and that's awesome. A lot of people love their day job too, but it was just like, he was like, and I would come on here and talk to you even if we weren't recording. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just, he just mm-hmm. loves football that much. It's hilarious. It's awesome. I you know, that's what I like about, um, I, I always try to bring people on cause, okay. You know, we mentioned so many people consume fantasy football and so many people participate in it, but I don't want just anybody on here. You know, I want people who like they live for this and it's the same thing for like music or acting or marketing or you know whatever someone comes on here for i don't want just somebody there i want someone who like lives and dies for it you know i mean not obviously not really dies but it's like everything they think about a lot you know oh absolutely yeah that's that's what uh some of the industry leaders are so so much about and especially in fantasy i know other things that they're just extremely passionate about what they do that's kind of what I've noticed is all of them just wanted the way they got in was basically just by trying to get their foot in the door and then just, you know, producing as much content as they can and whatnot. Absolutely. So um, before we move on, because I have other things lined up, like, um, you know, I want to do some rank them with you and uh, some questions from the listeners and, and, and whatnot. But I always like to have these little moments, you know, beforehand, before jumping into fancy football content, because I feel like so many um podcasts you listen to or articles you read and whatnot i feel like you 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 find out yeah this guy's really smart yeah this guy knows what he's talking about but like who is this guy so i always like to kind of you know see what's what's making people you know what makes them run kind of who they are so i just wanted to you know discuss that a little bit with me i know you were on before so if someone hasn't listened to that episode you know obviously i recommend them to go back and at least listen to that because in the beginning of that episode (laughs) we talked a little bit about you as well so um kind of piecing it together each time you come on man you know yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so what we're gonna do now is I'm gonna jump over to um, Clock Dodgers rank them, and these um, 
you did, we didn't do this last time you were on. So uh, for for people who are new who are listening because they're like, man, Matrix is such a smart dude. I got to listen to this podcast. Um, if they're not familiar, I'm basically just going to give you like a topic uh, or, you know, uh, you know, um, a subject and name three things in it. And you're just going to rank them as if it was like a draft or something. First round, second round, third round, like where you would put them. Um, you cool with that? You ready? Sounds good to me. Yeah, right. for sure. All right, cool. So. I, I, we get kind of wild on this, man. It's not always sports. So <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is going to be sauces, dipping sauces for chicken strips. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I'm a chicken strip fanatic. Like that's that's the go to. Like it's the safest move for me. Anywhere I go, any restaurant, it's like just give me the chicken strips. So I'm going to go with the basics. So I'm not going to get crazy and like specific because there's certain brands and stuff that you can go with. But just straight down yeah. the middle, barbecue sauce, honey mustard, or sweet and sour. And just so you know, Connor. These takes that you make on this will piss people off. So I know you think they're here for the fantasy football, but they will judge you on this sauce on the sauce picking. So <laughs> rank barbecue, uh-huh. honey mustard, and sweet and sour. All right. Barbecue, honey mustard, sweet and sour. One, two, three. Don't change the order. Lock it in. Lock it in. I like it, man. Straight you with it. Straightforward. I, I, oh man, I'm kind of disappointed you didn't include ranch there, though, man. Oh. I'm from the Midwest, man. We adore our ranch. This is just where we live and die with our ranch. So let me ask you this: If we added ranch into this and made it a four group, where does ranch fall for you? Number one, no doubt. Wow. Oh yeah. man, I can't. I can't go. I cannot go with you there, Connor. I can't oh, go with man. you. There. Yeah. I'm in Florida. I'm in. I guess you call it the South, right? Not the South, or you know, mid. South yeah, or South, but south. it's the South. It's not like country bumpkin South, but it's South. Um, but man, I don't like ranch, dude. So oh, I don't like wow. ranch. I just don't. So we, we disagree here in that sense. So we'll see what we'll <laughs> see what the listeners think about that. But the next one, fantasy football category. So wide receivers, fantasy football value. So value. You know, considering ADP, I, I tried to pull them up really quick as far as like just quick like fantasy pros ADP. And um, yeah. the, the three guys I have are Kelvin Benjamin, Jeremy Macklin, and and Hogan, Chris Hogan. Um, and so, you know, ADP wise, it's I think KB, KB was like 26 and just wide receivers, not overall. Um, Macklin was yep. like 37 in wide receivers. And I think Hogan was in the 50s, like early, early 50s. So value wise, how do you rank these guys first, second, third round? Um. Hogan for number one value. Macklin is the second best value. And Benjamin is the third best value for me. I mean, Hogan's value is going to, his ADP is going to skyrocket uh, probably pretty soon. And uh, Macklin is going to be the number one receiver on a team that threw the most pass attempts in the NFL last season. And Flacco just got, just announced basically he's probably going to play week one. So you're looking at a wide receiver is bound to get a ton of targets. And then, I mean, I'm actually really thought I was going to hate Kelvin Benjamin more than I do, but these other two are just such good values that, uh, you know, I have to rank him there. And like, I've, I'm just not a huge Kelvin Benjamin guy in general. So he's, right. he's last value for me. Let, let me ask you this because I'm getting tons of questions on Hogan since Edelman went down. Like yeah, people are asking, you know, is, is he really going to be the guy? Is he going to be the guy that gets a lot of these targets? Uh, you know, is, is it Dan, Danny Amendola, all these things? To, to these people who are asking all these Hogan questions, that just to kind of, like, knock them all out in one shot here, like, what what is your take on Hogan right now, knowing that Edelman's gone and stuff? Are, are you, you know, are you making him the number one guy as far as who's going to take some of those targets, or are you not as much of a believer in it? Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big believer in Hogan. You okay. know, I, he blew me out of the water last, last year, and, you know, I really think that he's going to take 
a large majority of the targets left behind. And obviously the rest will be distributed to Cooks and Gronk and all that, but it's just going to be, uh, it's going to be the Hogan show, man. Yeah. So when people ask me about Hogan, I'm just going to direct them to this point in the, in the podcast and say, stop asking me about yeah, Hogan. Yeah, that's very much okay. <laughs> Not an Amendola guy at all, but yeah. yeah exactly. so, <laughs> all right. The next category is things I hate. I need you to rank these things, man. Long lines. And just generally speaking, long lines anywhere you want. Commercials, whether TV, radio, podcast, whatever. And when someone messes up your food order at like a restaurant, drive through anywhere. Rank these Ooh. things first, second, and third, man. That's tough. With uh, the one I hate most is number one? Yeah. First round will be the one you hate the uh, most. Um, it's got to be the long lines. I'm super impatient. So after a while, I'm just... Uh, I'm kind of losing it, but then, uh, food orders have to be number two, especially if I've, especially if I wait a while for the food. So that impatience also sets in there. I'm just like, I'm not happy with that, but, uh, commercials don't really make me that mad, I guess, but they just hearing the same ones over and over again, like while watching football, if I'm watching one game and the same commercial I've seen on, especially if they're local commercials, um, come on, I'm just, I'm ready to mute the television. So yeah, <laughs> all three do create make me pretty mad, I guess. Yeah, and they all kind of do play on the play along the lines of time, right? Long lines, commercials—they're kind of holding you up for getting to your show or whatever you're watching. Yeah. And then the messed up food is because you waited a long time. But um, I definitely agree with you. Let me ask you this: when it comes to long lines, like if you were going to go say like eat at a restaurant, right? And they say there's a 30 minute wait. Do you wait, or are you like, nah, next? Uh, unless I literally love the place, which is very rarely, and I'll probably call it for re- reservations, then not a chance I'm staying. <laughs> I just had to ask, man, because you know that happens a lot. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, you're here for an hour. I'm like, no, not happening. No way. Yeah, that's <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. The next uh, category is um, productive. You know, I'm calling them productive vet running backs. Um, but, but the point is that you trust in 2017. So these are vet running backs that you trust in 2017, uh, AP, Stewart, Jonathan Stewart, and Gore ranking obviously first, the one, you know, first round, the one that you trust the most and going down. Yeah. I'm going to go with AP number one. I think I, I heard a good point the other day. It was pretty much that kind of why would, why would Adrian Peterson, you know, a Hall of Fame running back most likely go to a team that's not going to play him, you know? So it's like, I, I I have some trust in AP here, and you know I think he's going to stay healthy, which is funny because on the last podcast I was on with you, I remember saying I didn't trust AP. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, life moves was, fast, that Connor. Was fair. <laughs> yeah, that was fair at the time, though. He didn't he didn't do anything at the end of the last season, but now I you know I changed my viewpoint there. Um, and then Gore, uh, I don't know if I really trust, but. Uh, who is who is the other guy? It was Stewart, Gore Jonathan and, uh, Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, so I'll slide I'll slide Stewart into the slot, into the second slot ahead of Gore because I just think Gore is just headed for disaster, man. The offensive line is terrible. Andrew Luck, they have no idea when he's going to play. So you're looking at a 34 year, I believe, year old running back who is playing, just going to be running absolutely nowhere and going to get beat up. So it's it just doesn't seem like a good situation for him. And then, you know, Jonathan Stewart's uh, headed for a running back by committee and has actually started all the preseason games over McCaffrey. And that's going to continue probably. And they're probably going to split carries. 
um, unlike what a lot of McCaffrey uh, enthusiasts think is going to happen. So, so yeah, man, I, I, I spot him one, two, three like that. Interesting. And, and, and I find it interesting because obviously Gore it, to, to most people is Mr. Reliable, right? I mean, he's been up until this point. So you feel like at this point that's going to end. Yeah, exactly. It's got to change at some point, man. If he, if he sometimes somehow stays healthy for another season and just cranks out another top 12 running back season, man, that is, that is an award worthy of itself. Right there. <laughs> as they say, man, as they say, father time is undefeated. So we'll see, if, yeah. uh, we'll see if he's undefeated this season. And, and of course, you know, the Stewart point you mentioned is good. You know, as far as McCaffrey, I feel like he could be slid in the middle here. The interesting one is AP for me because, um, you know, the, again, he, to some people is not reliable at this moment, right? Because he hasn't, you know, he's failed a lot of people the last couple of years or whatever. Um, and of course it's interesting that he's there with Ingram who, um, like for I like I love Ingram, right? And I know a lot of people try to knock Ingram or his situation there, um, but I love him. So like my love for him makes it hard for me to trust AP in some sense. But I've seen like uh, we have like census rankings um, on the website that uh, cloudhouse.com where um, this yeah. guy Swag Shane he like gathers um, he he puts up these polls on the Fancy Life app and people will vote. So like it'll be like AP versus Ingram, and then whoever gets the highest votes he moves them up in this like algorithm that he has and. Like AP ranked higher than Ingram. Do you rank AP higher than Ingram? Yeah, I I love Mark Ingram as a player. I just don't know why the Saints don't like they <laughs> just consistently screw him over with a workload, and I don't know why. So you know, with Kamara now there, and you know Adrian Peterson, pretty much bound to play a, like a good amount at least on you know rushing downs and get carries. I'm just not really sure where Mark Ingram fits in there. You know, it's like. It seems like to me he could almost be traded or something like a late trade guy or midseason trade guy. Um, but I, I wish he'd play more. So yeah, I, tr- I trust AP more now just because I don't trust the coaches. Interesting. Kind of like the ranch thing here, man. I, I go the opposite with you. I go Gore, like Stewart, AP. It's, it's, isn't Ooh, it, isn't like it, it's interesting, man. It's interesting how we're so opposite yeah. on it. But again, man, maybe I'm just crazy. It could be the case. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm just crazy. Right? Exactly. <laughs> the last uh, rank them list that I want to do here is um, this, the sources. Um, and this could be in fantasy football or, or any kind of content at all um, that you uh, prefer to consume the most. So either article based content, uh, podcast based content, and then video um, type of content. So you can just rank them first, second, third, as far as how much you prefer to consume or what you do consume mostly. Probably article, then podcast, and then video because for some reason I just really don't like watching fantasy videos. I don't know why. It's just like <laughs> it's going to become a huge market. I know it is. It's not for me right now. Whatever's putting it out just isn't isn't doing it for me. And then you know, podcasts and second. I love podcasts. They're close second to articles, but I just really have a soft spot for you know longer articles that really go in depth on certain things because. You know, that's kind of what I enjoy writing as well. So it's it's just one of my things for me that I really enjoy reading. Yeah, it's I, I ask this question because it's funny to me. Like, okay, podcasts obviously are, are popular because they're convenience of them, right? Like you don't have to do anything. You just play it and you can be doing anything and, and, and consume that. Um, the articles, it's, it's funny because it feels like no matter how like um, ADD, we get as a culture and no matter how like um, quick reactionary uh, short fused that we ha- that we are um, good good articles no matter how long they are still enjoyed do you know what I mean 
um, oh, which is like counter yeah. what we actually do as a culture. Cause it seems like as a culture, we're like, we care about something for one second and we move on one second, move on. But good articles never get ignored really. Um, and the videos I'm with you as far as it is the future. I do. I do agree with you. It's the future. I think it's easier for people to connect with someone they see and whatnot. But like, I think the part that holds it up right now is kind of like the inconvenience factor of it is that you can't always just sit there and stare at videos. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're working, you yeah, can't sit totally there and stare agree. at videos or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and um, what is it? Matthew Barry and Brad Evans both now have like TV shows, yeah, you know, like fantasy TV shows, which is awesome. It's great for the industry, you know. It's a huge stepping stepping stone for them, but it's like right now, it's just kind of like I don't know, just not my favorite thing to to read or to like have right now. And another thing is, I don't really just like consume much content from ESPN or Yahoo, to be honest. Right. Like, right. You know, it's it's really I hate to say like just like mainstream and be like all hipster, but it's just kind of like just not exactly the analysis that I'm looking for at all times. You know, because they do have to, um, I guess, like look at more of their customer base, customer base, and can't really go as in depth into stuff and explain it as much as I would enjoy. You know, right? And and, and like you said, it's a good point. The, the consumer base is typically a casual observer. Yeah, and so you exactly. can't get, you know, it seems like a lot of times, you know, the content that's written or podcasts are written are written for almost sometimes experts themselves or like the analysts themselves, not always just the consumer. So in those, it's almost like they're all, they're all consumer. You know, there's like, they're not really pandering to the person who makes it a lot of their research and whatnot. Um, and of course, those damn yeah, commercials totally and commercials, that. Connor, commercials. They fucking <laughs> break up shit with commercials, man. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I can't stand when things are. That's why, like, I'm cool with like HBO and stuff because like, there's never a commercial interrupts the show. But when something interrupts the show, man, it just kills the vibe for me. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm being picky. <laughs> That's here. awesome. Is that your number one then for the uh, rank them there? Yeah, it might be because you know I don't mind the lines if it's something I want. But like you said, I'm not gonna wait on lines for nothing. Um, and the food order, it does suck. But I feel like man, I can't really complain. It's just something too small. But commercials, man, they mess up. I feel like it messes up. My my focus on it like takes me out of the moment, whatever the case may be, and it's just like I don't, I don't know, man. It just annoys me. It annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's it for the rankum. We, we I, I enjoyed that with you, man. We 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 were split on some things, so it's always good when you know you disagree a little bit. Um, yeah, exactly. The next thing I want to get to is questions uh, from the Clock Dodgers out there, the Clock Dodger family. Um, I always reach out to people on the different social media platforms. This one, I think I went all Fancy Life users uh, because they were the quickest to respond. I kind of they're they're always good over there, man. You know, they're 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 my family over there. They're always quick to to bust out the questions. So um, I got five of them here that I picked that I kind of felt were had the most value in them. So um, the first one we have. It's from at SBT 1030. And he just wants to know our reactions to the latest injuries. Um, I guess, you know, we're referring to, I guess, some of the major ones like Meredith, where um, I guess those are the long term injuries. But and any guy that you feel like we should, you know, talk about or have reactions to, like, what, what are you feeling about all this stuff? Because it seems like a lot of guys went down this last weekend, or at least um, guys who make a big impact in the fantasy you know, world of it. Yeah, it was a it was a bloody weekend, man. I mean, it was, it was tough. Uh the wear thing was kind of really sad because I was, I was kind of in on him as a starter and, you know, being able to take on a big workload, uh, Kareem hunt, you know, he's, he's a good, good rookie, but pass pro is kind of a question mark for me. And I've seen a lot of things just really not that could not be in his favor, especially at his rising ADP. Like I've seen people starting to take him up as close to like the second and third round yep, now. Yep. And, um, at that point, you know, I'm not really buying into him 
because he is a rookie. He does have to learn pass pro. And, you know, the Chiefs seem like a, a trade candidate right now to get another one of those vetting, veteran running backs or, like, you know, to sign one and who could take over some, some pass plays and kind of lower his ceiling. Another thing for me with Kareem Hunt and that I've heard other people talk about is potentially the Chiefs, I really don't like him, them as a team this year to win many games. So I, I think that, like, basically they've thrived off of turnovers and special teams touchdowns for the last two to three years in order to win nine to ten games a season, you know. And so now for this year, you know, they play against one of the hardest schedules by so many different metrics. And it's it could it's gonna be really tough for them, man. I mean, if they're still a, a ten win team, then Kareem Hunt's gonna be a great back, but I'm just not really sure how that shakes out if they're not, if they're more of a seven or eight win team, which I think that they're going to be. So I don't know if he's gonna have as much positive game script and he's going to have Alex Smith, the quarterback. So I'm not really sure how that works out. Yeah, Kareem Hunt's a funny one for me because when he was coming into the draft, I was seeing like film of him because I don't watch a whole lot of college football in itself like during the season, but obviously as the draft gets closer, even just because I'm a diehard Raider fan, even just for the Raiders' purposes because I wanted to see who they're going to draft, but even just for fantasy as well, uh, he was a guy that I was like, okay, this guy looks like he's going to go a little later in the draft, but he looks like he's got a lot of skill. And I thought, okay, I'm this guy going to get – and it's going to be a good value. But as the season got closer, as people started drafting more and more, he seemed to rise a little bit. And then obviously a wares thing. He's obviously not, he's not even in a draft range for me at this point anymore. But it's just funny because like you said, I don't know. We, we have no clue if this guy can shoulder the load. He doesn't, you know, um, we have no reason to have confidence in that. And then, you know, they only have like West behind him who I believe I was seeing reports that they weren't even sure they were going to keep West before this injury. So it's yeah. like, you know, to, to think that they're not going to trade or wait for someone to get cut here at these final cuts um, to, to bring a board that can be, be, you know, make an impact. Like you, I've seen reports about, and I, you never know how true things are, but like Matt Forte might be getting traded or something. And it's like, come on, if Forte goes there, dude, like that's going to change everything. Guys who drafted him in the hunt in the third round are going to be miserable. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Forte or any other. He's just too volatile right now. To, at that yeah, level. exactly. You know, he's a huge risk, and I'm, it's just not one that I'm willing to take at his current ADP right now. Yeah. Does someone like Meredith, did that bother you a lot? It's just sad because, you know, I live, I watch all the Bears games because I'm from Chicago, and, you know, he's was a really good, he's a really good wide receiver in my opinion. And I guess now Kevin White will have a chance, but I'm not really big on the Bears offense in general. So, I don't know. I, I think if I was to pick someone out of the Bears pass catchers, it would probably be, Kendall Wright and uh he looked really good and seemed to be their top target after uh Meredith went down there but I'm really not kind of on on any of them there yeah I think it's safe to say here that we'll start the slogan it's right not white on this one because <laughs> I have no confidence in white either I mean just the things that guys have been saying about him like his coaches and stuff it just seems weird man like it's hard to yeah, believe what in was him that the other day like <laughs> watching his own highlights from college yeah to remind him to remind like, him how good he was what? like oh man I don't know. That's yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's horrible. I mean, I wish him the best, but it's scary. Yeah, exactly. I hope he breaks out, but I mean, realistically, he was just burning burning teams that West Virginia played, and you know, like he wasn't really even good at anything besides running fast, and you know, that was now he's two injuries deep and is expected to do that against NFL corners. Probably not. Yeah, so. I guarantee if Al Davis was still alive, the Raiders would have drafted him over over Cooper. That's how crazy it is. <laughs> and that's what that's what like you know. Obviously, I don't know. I'm on sucks a guy's dead, but it's just like that's that's what we were doing. Like we were drafting guys like him over 
you know, like we drafted Hayward Bay over the Crabtree. It's like, come on, man. It's like yeah. same kind of thing. <laughs> so we dodged a bullet on that one, man. We dodged a bullet. Oh yeah. But yeah, the injury thing is sucks. You know, just in general, like you know, the players aside, like you know, people have been drafting all all off season. Like the guys like us who are like into it all. You know, whether it's best ball, whether it's dynasties, whether whatever it is. Like a lot of people were banking on some of these guys, and now you're losing them before the season. So that's kind of the risk that comes along with drafting early, right? And and so often it, oh, in, during the off season. Yeah. Definitely, it's it's really tough, and like it almost makes some people like. Thankfully, I wasn't really on Edelman. I wasn't really on Meredith, like from a, from a fantasy standpoint. And you know, I was I was on Ware, but it wasn't like I was super into him. You know, I was kind of diversifying with picking him and him and Kareem Hunt in some drafts. So that ended up okay. But you know, some people were all in on these guys, and then they just have you know like a huge injury. So it's like that's just like flushing money down the drain. Almost it feels like that. Yep. Pretty sad for them. We're not out the woods yet, guys. We're not out the woods yet. There's still another preseason game. Man. Fortunately. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too bad. Um, the next question is from at Dem Bones. Um, he asks us a good question here. He says, um, one player that you'll never draft, even if the value is good. Ooh. So like this guy that you stay away from, man. Like he's just even even if the value is good, you're like, eh, I'm still not gonna take him. Um, I don't know what it is, but I just hate Travis Kelsey. So wow, yeah, really? not, not picking him. And I don't know why I just, I've just never been on him. And like last year just felt so fluky for me. And just a lot of the, the statistics, Rich Rebar, Roto World wrote a really good article on him basically about why last year was just a huge fluke for him. And now he's being drafted in like the third round, like late second. Sometimes I'm just like, so against him, even if I was able to get him in like the fourth or fifth, I wouldn't be drafting him there. I would pick Greg Olson instead. So I don't know. Interesting. That that yeah, that's interesting. I mean, for me, it's usually guys who I feel like who are you know have injury histories and stuff that I'm afraid of that I don't want to deal with. Um, so it's typically guys like you know Jordan Reed or um, Alshon Jeffrey and stuff like that. You know where you have to pay decently for them, but like the risk is so high. And and they're great players. And if they're healthy, it's amazing. But it's just like, man, that risk is always there. So Travis Kelsey's an interesting one because I, you're not a fan of the, of the Chiefs at all, huh? No, I'm really down. On you're the like, Chiefs. yo, screw all the Chiefs at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is funny. It's funny because uh, one of the questions I have here from a, from our listeners about the Chiefs, so it's gonna be fun. Oh man, I can, I can keep ripping on them all day. If that's <laughs> well, we'll get there. Don't worry, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the next question um, uh, from B D Duff is when you're drafting, and he he specifically said live. I guess you know with people live, not necessarily online yeah. or whatnot. But I guess you can answer either way. Um, what pick do you prefer, and why? So if if you could, I guess, choose, I would choose number one or number two because I really like the top two guys and I also love the wraparound, you know, on the from the second to third round and like a lot of the guys right in there because after like the first two picks in the third round, there's a really steep teardrop. And for me, the middle delay to the third round to like the end of the fifth or beginning of the sixth is all just like one giant tier for me. Yeah. So um, you know, if I can get the one or first or second pick, which I haven't had very much this year, unfortunately, I'm pretty happy. And otherwise, I I just have to adjust adjust my strategy a lot for drafting in the middle or towards the end. Yeah, see, I see, I go the opposite way. I, I like the last pick, 
So like if it's twelve rounds, I like twelve. I mean, if it's twelve people, I like twelve. You know, twelfth pick. If it's fourteen teams, I like fourteenth pick. I don't know, man. I like. Yeah, there's one, a lot. There's the, a lot of guys in there that you, if you really believe in, like you know, you can get some great value there. Exactly. I like the value there. Um, I like the fact that the pressure is taken off of me as far as like certain guys that I might be on the fence about. You know, like people are going to take them before me typically. Um, so it's like I get that pressure off of me, and I kind of get to dictate a little bit, you know, like what way this thing is going to move going after that, you know, to the second round, like where people are going to start panicking if I take two of a certain position or if I take a certain, you know, yeah, certain you guy. Yeah, start run. Yeah, yeah. so I, I like that, you know, and it goes to each round, and you have that, that opportunity, of course. So I just like the last pick. The first pick is cool, too, because like you said, you still get the, the back-to-back picks, and, of course, you get the best guy in the draft, in your opinion. So, <laughs> so it's always yeah. a good spot. I, I hate the middle, though, and I'm sure most people do, but you can, you know, you can make it work. You can make it work. Yeah, of course. I, unfortunately, most of my spots so far in my big drafts have been in the middle, and I've just been—I've literally actually been drafting zero uh, running back, which uh, is a lot of what, not what a lot of people like to do this year. After all the running backs blew up last year, and all the wide receivers, you know, got injured pretty much. But it seemed like a—it um, seemed like it, that was going against a historical trend. You know, a lot of injury research and point scoring research has, has been done and last year seemed to be an, an anomaly and like going against the trend that it was going in so i mean maybe the trend is reversing but i'm not buying it and i'm willing to take a risk on it so yeah I've, when i've been stuck in the middle draft i've pretty much just been going zero running back until like the like the sixth round sometimes even and when, seventh and round. when, when you do that what running back are you typically like taking first like what kind of guys so in one of my drafts the other day, which was a six-point passing touchdown league, I think I went like uh, uh, Odell, and then I had Gronk, and then I had Terrell Pryor, and then I picked uh, Keenan Allen, which I got in the fourth, and then I picked Drew Brees in the fifth, and Greg Olson in the sixth. He followed the sixth. Wow. So then like at that point, my team was just stacked. I mean, you have two flexes, so it's like everywhere but running back was like, going to be set you know so then i just took like four four or five running backs in the next few rounds which one of them really late was forte but i got like gillisley adrian peterson you know just for the upside there right. and um i picked the pass catching back in chris thompson who i like to lead the redskins in um be like i guess third or fourth in receptions on the redskins so you know i have a lot of late targets that i developed there and you know Derrick Henry, if I can get him there, is a lot of upside. I don't think he's going to be great on his own. But um, and then I guess my ultimate sleeper is the guy on the Raiders. You know DeAndre Washington. I've been picking him in nice. like the fourth, fourteenth, fifteenth uh, round. It's interesting because like I just had a draft recently where unfortunately I did get auto picked a lot, um, and oh, so no. so I, I I forgot about it. I came in late. And a lot of the picks for me were it's a half point PPR, and so uh, you know it just happened to be that a lot of my guys that I, that were auto drafted for me were like wide receivers. So I had like Jordy Nelson, um, Michael Thomas, and then it was like Demarius Thomas, Jordan Reed, Golden Tate. So like all these players that you know obviously are really good, but yeah. I was getting stuck with no running back. So when I did fall into the draft, um, I was like, all right, well I guess I got to take running backs at this point, and um, <laughs> I started taking guys like I took Gillisey. 
Uh, and then I took Ware. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy's out for oh. the year. And this is one of the guys I took. So then I, you know, now I got a bunch of running backs that are like, you know, guys that you mentioned. Some of them are the ones you mentioned, like Chris Thompson, um, Derek Henry. Um, and I just took some flyers on guys like, you know, Marlon Mack, Cohen, just like rookies and stuff who, if their starters get hurt, like they have a role or something. But, you know, when I have guys like Chris Thompson and Gillisey and um, Henry, it's like, I, I always had this battle with myself. Like, do I try trade some of my wide receivers now for running backs or do I really roll with these guys? You know what I mean? Like these, cause yeah. they could, cause they could really pay off. You know, if it works, they could really pay off. So it's like those kind of guys are the ones that give me hope. And they also put me in a bind where I'm like, dude, do I, do I trade wide receivers now? Or do I just roll with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's totally a tough, uh, but they make it fun. They make it interesting. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just really up to, like your preference and see how the season's going. You know, like if your running backs are literally just doing nothing, then maybe it's time to you know make a trade. Yeah, so it's fun. That's why that's why I say like no matter where you pick, whether it's first, middle, and there's always something interesting. And if if you do things right, it can be fun. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, Definitely. The next question is the Chiefs fan. So the reason I had to put this in here, right, is because he's a Chiefs fan. He knows I'm a Raider fan, and so yeah, he thought he was being slick. And, and throwing this question out there and, and you know because it's kind of legit so he says why can't the raiders beat the chiefs obviously <laughs> obviously this guy's got to troll me right but at the same time he does have a point because we haven't beat the chiefs in a while so you know uh, you obviously have some strong feelings on the chiefs this year connor what what do you feel is going on here man um well i want to start off by saying i i think that they have their number for just a lot of reasons but one that Derek Carr just isn't quite there yet. You know, like he, a lot of people think he's elite and I don't know. I don't not really think, I don't really think he's elite to be honest. I think he's kind of, he's good and he's getting better, but some people, and I hope it's, I hope it's not yourself or just like think he's, you know, Tom Brady right now. Right. So it's, uh, um, I'm realistic. Yeah. And I think, I think he just kind of, he struggles sometimes. And I think the chiefs basically, like they're they have to start losing more games. Like there's no other team in the NFL that can consistently produce as many turnovers and win one score games and like score special teams touchdowns, you know, at the rate that they do. So I don't know whether it's something they're doing with coaching, but it's been like the last two or three years that that's literally the only way they win games because I mean teams historically when you win the turnover battle, that's like the biggest like signifying thing that you win a game is if you win the turnover battle. So uh yeah i just i just don't see how the chiefs can keep that up and as far as the raiders go i mean they're rising i expect the chiefs to fall so it's they're gonna the raiders are gonna get one i i, I swear to you this year <laughs> i hope you like that question at texas chief yeah. tx chief i hope you're happy you asked that <laughs> i had a chief fan on last week so he probably was hoping i got another one on not this time buddy <laughs> who, who, who's your favorite team connor do you have a favorite team yeah, I'm I'm a Broncos fan. Unfortunately, oh gosh. Right now. Okay, so at least okay. Listen, this is understandable. So I can understand we have a passionate hate for Chiefs, but you probably also hate my Raiders, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I like <laughs> beyond being a Broncos fan. I just like really enjoy the NFL. And I'm so realistic with the Broncos this year, man. I'm so pissed at John Elway for sticking it out with Simeon and Paxton Lynch instead of getting going out to get Tony Romo or something. I am just like livid right now let me ask you this because it seems like the bills are selling a lot of players if they were to sell tyrod taylor would you be on board for that yes okay i just want to make sure you know i'm a big tyrod fan but i know everyone's not i i like 
borderline despised Trevor Simeon, so it's kind of like <laughs> you'd buy anybody like, at this point. Like Alex Smith, except just like worse. So it's <laughs> awful, and that's not easy to do. So it's not no, easy to be that, worse. No, it's just so con- he's just so conservative all the time. I tweeted out some statistic the other day that was like he threw short of the sticks on third down on like eighty percent of his third down attempts or something like that. And it was only, it was like worse than Case Keenum and like only better than like Brock Osweiler and a few other guys. And I was just like, man, this, he just is, he's not a fun quarterback to watch and he's not very good. And I don't really know what they see in him. So, <laughs> oh man, the beautiful AFC West, man. It's going to be fun again. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> going to be a wild period. Yeah. It's going to be the Wild West. All right. <laughs> the last one we have here is from at Brooksy. Um, again, he, you know, he sees your Twitter bio because what I did is I, I always posted that you know, like I did on Twitter where I have your little bio on there asking for people to ask questions. Yeah. And um, so he so he, he said, you know, how does it feel being abstract? Because your thing says that you like to look at football from an abstract um, point <laughs> of view. But, I, you know, but it does bring up an interesting point. Like you do mention, you know, abstract and analytic analytical way of looking at football. Um, my question to you is like, um are you are you only that or do you like film and go with your gut type of thing also when it does come to fantasy football yeah i mean i'm kind of like everything i guess i try and by abstract i don't necessarily mean just like not doing what everyone else is doing it's more of in the sense that like not like a lot of people just think that you should stick to one or the other like i'm really a huge believer in just doing all of it like your instincts can play a huge part in making good decisions now, I don't necessarily rely on them all the time, but, you know, it's there's some people have written some really good articles on how just your your common sense and your knowledge can actually be a better, um, you know, better tell like what's going on and what's going to happen than like a lot of other things that can lead you astray. So, you know, in that sense, I, I kind of do believe in, you know, watching film and everything, which it can create bias in some sense. Like, obviously, I don't like Travis Kelsey and it's not really justifiable but i just am not a fan (laughs) and um yeah so like obviously that's a that's a bias but you know and then with the rest of it like i do believe in numbers but i don't think that they're an end-all be-all in any you know way shape or form i think they're really important and they can help a lot with not only you know fantasy but with nfl teams once they start to become more of a believer in them but uh yeah so I, i think everything plays a little role in you know the key to football itself and fantasy yeah, I always think it's fun. I'm like you. I'm, 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 you know, I believe you take from both worlds, and that's kind of the best way to do it. Um, but I, I think it's funny because a lot of uh, the the one thing that seems to trigger um, a lot of people, and, and it could be in any industry really, but in the fantasy industry, you know, or anything with like numbers and analytics, um, when someone asks you something, and you say, "I don't know," I just feel it. Like I just feel it in my gut. Like I just, I just, I don't know. I just, I just feel strongly about it. Like it really annoys some people because they're like, "Oh, really? That's that's what we're going off of here?" Like you know what I mean? Like they get annoyed. Like yeah. it's so simple <laughs> and like unbelievable to them. You know, like what? Like that's what we're gonna. T- that, that's why I'm supposed to believe you because you feel like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. funny sometimes, almost like in a trolling sense when you say that because like people who are like super serious, like get very angry about it. <laughs> it's one of those things. Well, all right. So that's that. That's it for the for the the listener questions. The last thing I want to do before I let you go here, man, is foul or no foul. You've played. You played the game before, you know. You know how it works. But uh, in case anybody is new listening, I'm, I'm going to throw statements at Connor, and uh, some of these are from from listeners that I've sent them over, and some are some that I've just come up with. Uh, if if Connor agrees with what's being said in the statement, then he sees no foul 
um, in the statement. There's nothing wrong with it. If he doesn't agree with it, if he doesn't agree with it, then he does see a foul. He's throwing a flag. It's foul on the play, foul on the statement. Uh, you ready for this, Connor? Yep. All right, cool. Let's do this then. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. So the first one I have here is from at JJK, and um, he says Cooks is going to be crazy overdrafted now that Edelman is out for the season. Foul or no foul? No foul at all. I don't think – or, yeah, Cooks is going to be way overdrafted. I don't believe in Brandon Cooks whatsoever, to be honest. I was off of him. At his old ADP, I'm off him at his new ADP, whatever that ends up being. Not really taking him anytime before like the late third or early fourth round now, even, and that's never going to happen. So, oh, there you have it, JJK. He says no foul, no foul on Cooks. Not a Cooks fan, huh? No, I, I Brady is like also like Breeze, you know, loves to spread the ball around, and I also think Cooks is just kind of overrated as a player in general. Not a not a fantastic route runner. Matt Harmon did some really good work on that, and you know he's uh, he just isn't a good. He's a really overrated route runner, and just frankly relies on his speed a lot. So man, ranch um, dressing. I'm not really sure. Ranch dressing, Cooks hate Kelsey hate. Oh man, <laughs> they're gonna come for you. <laughs> the next one is at uh, SBT1030, and he says Hunt is the best rookie running back in 2017. Foul or no foul? Yeah, that's a foul. It's going to be Dalvin Cook. Um, you can lock that in right now. Lock so, it in? Okay. Yeah, lock that in. That's, lock that's it locked in, in as well. <laughs> We're going to um, lock it in. I like that you said that, though, because, you know, the common thing is Mixon or McCaffrey. But Cook, man, Cook just seems to get pushed to the side sometimes. I think it's because of where he landed. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, man. he just had, like, a really terrible offseason as far as, like, dynasty rankings and, like, his combine was one of the like so bad you know his agility is terrible for some reason and his 40 like you know it wasn't terrible but when you account for like how tall and how big he is you know it wasn't very good it was like below i think his agility was below the 10th percentile something like that so you're looking at like a player who pretty much went from the the locked in right there uh 1.01 in many dynasty owners minds to he's like the 1.05 1.06 and now you're now he's drafted on a team with uh uh you know where they signed Latavius Murray and many people were just like oh forget it you know totally off Dalvin Cook but there's so much going for in his favor this year with the Vikings offensive line the most injured in the NFL last season so they're bound to regress from that you know Bradford's not going to be changing coordinators or coming in a week before season you know Diggs and Thielen is really good I'm I'm really big on the Vikings this year as a whole so you know, I really think Dalvin Cook is going to be used really often. He's already caught multiple passes in the preseason, and I believe is actually the most caught the most passes in the preseason out of any starting running back. So with like above thirty snaps, something like that. Yeah, I saw that stat on that Twitter the other day. And, and so. so and so, let's be let's be um, straightforward with it. This is one of those cases where you're pulling away from the analytics or the numbers. And you're more going off of what you've seen or ability or, um, you know, opportunity and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, definitely. And this is, this is where I'm going off the, like off the analytics because, you know, every film grinder swore by Dalvin cook 1.01, you know what I mean? It was before the season, it was without a doubt, this man, this guy's the man pretty much. And then, you know, he just tested so poorly and everyone was off of him and I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe he is going to suck. But now from what I've seen, you know, he just, 
he just has something about him. It's something like, you know, LaShawn McCoy only has good agility, but the rest of his analytics are just pretty much bad. You know, they're yeah. pretty bad. So, <laughs> yeah. and, but he's just keeps producing. So he's one of those guys that, you know, I think can do that at this level. And we'll see, we'll obviously see, you know, nothing set in stone right now, but I mainly love the workload. And if he can be good on like even better on top of that, I think he, he could be offensive rookie of the year. Listen, man, we all have bad days, right, Connor? We all have bad <laughs> days, man. We all have bad days. Some, yeah, people, exactly. some, some people just don't test well, man. You know, you, I know you got to remember when you were in like high school and middle school and elementary school, you take those tests. And some people are smart dudes, man. They just don't like the pressure of the test, man. They don't like that test. Yep. It, doesn't, it doesn't work for that, man. It just doesn't, it doesn't work out. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, the next question is from at R. Ruxin, and he says the Rams' big three, Goff, Watkins, and Gurley, will all finish top 15 at their respective positions, foul or no foul? No foul, man. I don't know why, but this is – I'm another – this is another team that I'm a fan of here is the, is the Rams, you know. They added Whitworth onto their offensive line, you know, one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL last year from the Bengals. They added another guy to their offensive line, and you're looking at Sammy Watkins, who's probably going to break out, and I was actually projecting for a breakout year this year on the Bills because he's just been hobbled by injury. And then you have Todd Gurley, who was pretty bad last season, but seems to have a little bit more of a chip on the shoulder now. And, I mean, Goff was pretty pretty bad but in the offense that they're playing in you know he's going to be throwing a lot and now he's got weapons and i think the defenses have to respect them a little more so i i don't think it's a it's a foul you know i i think that's very possible the only one that's a stretch for me is really is really watkins i'm just not sure if Goff can get in the ball enough i just think that um he'll he should he could finish top 15 it's it's still a huge stretch but i i, I kind of like the bold take there yeah i mean we've seen Britt have a great year there last year with, with golf and my, my question to you is this though with watkins specifically um if, if he is to break out or not to break out is golf the biggest factor or do you feel like the health is going to be the biggest factor like which one if you had to be concerned about one more than the other which one would it be I'm more concerned about uh, Goff, to okay. be honest, because his health, I mean, it was kind of just fluky injuries, it seemed like, and he had a similar injury to Julio, I believe, so it was like his, his ankle, and, uh, you know, Julio's obviously been fine. I've seen some stuff where they're through the first three years of their career, Julio and Sammy Watkins' stats are about the same, right. so yep. it's, it's not like Sammy Watkins can't still break out, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. All right, cool. That's that's a bold take right there. Um, the next one is um, asking people in your fantasy league that are in your actual league with you for advice on a trade that's in the same league is not a good idea. Foul or no foul? Um, I'm trying to figure out the negatives here. So it's, I think <laughs> no no foul. Um, it's I I don't like that idea at all. I think you should make your trade and take your own. You know, like make like think for yourself, man. You know, just like I guess you can ask other people. It's just kind of like, why are you running a team if you're not going to, especially in your own league, if you're not going to make your own decisions? You know what right. I mean? Right. So, yeah, I, 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 I agree really with you on that. that. I agree with you on that. And also, I mean, it, I understand wanting to get other people's perspectives, but also if it's in the same league, you got to wonder like, what are they? What are they in for themselves? You know what I mean? Like, 
what, yeah, what, what, what do they have to gain? Someone who does it for a living, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, what do they have to gain for it? So that's always, you know, if I'm going to ask somebody, I'm going to ask somebody like that's not in the league with me just to kind of get their outside opinion. Um, yeah. The, the last one I want to throw at you here before I let you go is, um, you know, thanks to the internet, which consumes our lives at this point, um, the nonstop info that we get um, that's filtered to us constantly. Um, fantasy football sleepers only exist now in the world of casual fans. Foul or no foul? No foul. It's so true. So true. Right? There's, there's, there's an article about every single player. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Every, every single player and every single team has been deemed a sleeper by one guy or the next. It's just a matter of how well thought out their opinion was and how much, you know, traction it's gotten with everyone else. But casual fans are the only ones who really can have true sleepers in my opinion. Yeah. Do you miss that part of football, man? Like when, like I, I remember, I don't know if you remember, if you if you played it back then or not, but I remember when like, you know, you drafted. It was like everything was on paper, and I'm not that old, so it's like, you know, a lot of a lot of it was on paper. But then you may have you may physically put it into the internet after the fact, but like there wasn't so much analysis on it. Like, they, they, like I've known people who kind of like stopped playing or took a break from it because they felt like when you had to do your own research, like a lot of your own research, um, you know, they felt like they. They shine then, but then when so much information is now given to you, uh, the, 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 the playing field is kind of evened out more. Do, do you understand those people where they're coming from with that? Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. It's, it's, it's really tough because, you know, for casual fans who are playing in leagues with like people who are doing a lot of their own research, you know, they have to keep up. And that's just not for everyone sometimes, but they also have the ability to get a lot of information. So like it's, there's a really weird divide where, you know, a casual fan can become a smart fan just by reading a little bit more. Right. But that's also like research, but I don't know. It's kind of tough. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird space, man. It's, but it's cool. It's cool, man. It's challenging. I like the challenge. All right. Connor. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like, I, we, we've made it, man. We've made it to the end. We've knocked out another episode. This is your second appearance on here, man. I look forward to much more, of course. Um, I, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. As far as, um, you know, it, when, when it's the end of the convo, man, it means two things. One, we need to tell these beautiful people listening where they could find you and where they could find your work. So let them know now. Yeah, so um, I would say for sure follow me on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL, and then uh, my work will be posted on rotoworld.com, sharpfootballstats.com, uh, and my own website, fantasyfootballmatrix.com as well. So, yeah, any of those sites, just look for me. And I would say follow my Twitter is the best way to stay updated with everything because it's a lot of different places. So, Is it still weird for you to give out that Twitter handle, man? Yeah, very weird. I almost felt uncomfortable <laughs> saying it there. But it was, I, I felt it in your voice, man. I, I go off of energy, man. I felt it. You were like, ooh. <laughs> you, didn't, you, you weren't as confident as it. Fancy football matrix. But no. <laughs> follow him, man. Follow the guy. He's got some good stuff. Good dude interacts with people you know that's who he is um the other thing that this means since we're at the end is that i'm going to ask you to close this thing out man i'm going to ask you to close it out with a message or some piece of advice of something it doesn't have to be fancy it could be anything you want um but but leave these uh the cloud dodger listeners let them walk away with something here if it's only one thing they walk away with what do you want to send them off with man kind of what we were talking about with the beginning if you want to do this for a living just keep grinding and uh keep working your way up and it'll be noticed Hard work doesn't go unnoticed. Is that right, Connor? 
Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it again, man. I appreciate you for coming on. We have to do this again. Let's do this a little sooner than than like how we did it this time, man. You know? For sure. Yeah, Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's a great time, man. Of course. Definitely got to come on sooner. Of course. All right, man. Well, you have a good night. I appreciate you coming on, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Guys, that was a great conversation with Connor. Again, I appreciate his time and his energy and his information. He's a smart dude, a good dude. You guys know the drill. CDF. You guys know how we roll here. If you can go ahead and holler at Connor on Twitter, uh, follow him if you don't already follow him, and, and show him some love. You know what I mean? Hit him up. Ask him about fantasy questions. That guy's uh, I got a lot of information for you. So if you want to hit him up um, after you hit me up and get your winning advice, that's fine. I understand. <laughs> Again, he's at Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R-A-L-L-E-N-N-F-L. So when you hit me up and you're asking me for advice, hit up Connor too. Connor's got the goods as well. Um, and again, follow him, check him out, all the places he's, he's you know, putting in work. He's a busy guy doing a lot of good stuff. So, again, shout out to Connor. Thank you again for uh, coming on the podcast, man. Again, you're always welcome. So, thank you, Connor. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that conversation like I did. <clears throat> again, just a reminder uh, Houston and other places over there that have been affected by uh, the hurricane can use your help. If you can donate, please do. Uh, if you can just send your thoughts out there, please do your time, your energy, whatever you can do to help. Um, they need it. And a lot of other people need it. It's not just them. Um, so any time, it doesn't, it doesn't take a national disaster um, for us to react. So let's constantly uh, keep that positive energy flowing and, and looking for ways. Like I always say, to, just to make somebody smile, just to make somebody's day. Um, it doesn't take a lot from you. Um, so if you can do that, we really appreciate it. Again, if you're in the Caribbean, if you're in Florida and, and this Hurricane Irma is coming your way, we don't know yet as of this recording, you know, the, the trajectory. So I don't know uh, whether this is going to change. But in case it doesn't, you know, when you're hearing this, um, I'm, I'm in West Palm, too. So it's it's focusing right now on us as well. So hopefully this doesn't happen. But if it does, um, stay prepared. You know what I mean? I was just out there today. I was just trying to find water for the house, like just to drink. I'm not even talking about like hurricane preparation and the stores were already wiped out. And I'm recording this on Monday, Monday, the 4th, and it's already wiped out. And I'm thinking I'm just going out there like it's a normal day. I didn't think everyone was already, you know, in, in hurricane mode. So um, when these kind of things come, it's it sucks that I, <laughs> I stepped out and couldn't find water. Uh, for the most part, I found a little bit, but not, not anything I really was looking for, but, um, it's good to see everybody kind of jump in the gun, even if it's doesn't happen, right? Cause at least people are preparing for it. Uh, it's one of those catch 22 things because we're all ahead of it a little bit now because it's happened so much. So unfortunately through tragedy, uh, we learn, but that's the point. Cause if we didn't learn, it'd be a bad thing. It'd be a bad sign. Uh, so people are learning. And so again, our thoughts go out to you. Um, guys, don't forget this podcast is sponsored by no halftime daily fantasy sports, daily fantasy, daily fantasy sports app um, that allows you to do player versus player challenges. When I tell you that clock Dodgers, we only use and have sponsors of people we really, really mess with uh, and that we really, really agree with. And we really think the product is, is worthy of, of sharing with our CDF. So these guys are great, like customer service wise, um, and and just everything. The the product they're pushing, um, everything is is a one. 
right? It's all it's all top notch stuff. So use your promo code CLOCK C L O C K when you sign up, you'll get a bonus. Again, they're giving away NFL tickets this season during the during the during the year. Um, only if you're active though, in each week. So if you're not active, you can't win. You have no shot. But if you are active, then then boom, you're automatically in. That's how we roll. You know what I mean? So um, we got we're giving you plenty of different options here. Um, so again, if you're new to the podcast, if you've never listened before, and you're and you're just finally uh, tuning in and getting this great fantasy advice, um, this motivation from from people who are um, doing things, uh, this entertainment. Just if you're just here to laugh, whatever the case may be. Get the app. Use the promo code. If you don't want to do it, find someone who does. A friend, a family member. Trust me, everyone wants free stuff or, or bonuses and prizes. And why would you not share it? This, this is kind of what I'm saying. Share this information. Um, make somebody's day. Be like, dude, you like DFS? You like daily fantasy sports? You like fantasy football? I got this crazy cool app for you to use. And not only that, I got this promo code from this guy, Neil, who, who has this Clock Dodgers podcast, which, by the way, you should subscribe to. <laughs> and then after they subscribe, you give them the promo code and everything is good. I'm just I'm just saying, guys. I'm just saying. You know, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Clockdodgers.com. That's where you get exclusive content, articles. Um, we got guys um, writing college football articles, um, census rankings, um, articles that have nothing to do with sports at all. We got stuff on there for uh, podcasts. All the latest podcasts are updated on there. Um, we got guys doing all kinds of stuff. Fantasy football obviously is heavy right now, but if you're interested in other things, please hit me up because I'm always looking for new writers uh, in different categories, pop culture, entertainment, fitness, um, literally anything you could think of. Don't, don't think any idea you have, something that, you're, something that you're interested in, and you say you want to write about it, but you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You've never done it before. Hit me up. We can make this happen. Trust me, nothing is off. Well, some things are going to be off limits, but not everything. So it's not just a sports thing. It's not just a, you know, whatever. Whatever. Subscribe to the podcast. Whatever podcast and app you're using, you should be able to search for Clock Dodgers and find us. Um, and that's the easiest way to do it. You know, that way you get all the freshest, newest episodes as soon as they drop, um, especially if you're listening for fantasy football content. You don't want to miss the advice, the insight, and all that kind of stuff that we're dropping uh, on a weekly basis. You know what I mean? You don't want to miss that kind of stuff. We got all the kind of advice, the content that you need. Not only is it cool guys like Connor, you know, explaining their path and, and we're, you know, I know we're being entertaining and, and, and whatnot, but we also have lots of good advice. Um, and it's different than the other guys you're listening to. It's not, you're not going to, you're not going to get the advice from clock doctors and say, oh, I just heard that on such and such. It's just not going to happen. Like we just do things differently here. Um, so subscribe tell your friends to subscribe your family to subscribe um we we need more subscribers i promise you we got so much room for growth and we and you got you guys are everything in that um your word of mouth cannot be beat that's just simple as that um and all everyone listening right now is in leagues with 10 people 12 people and all those people aren't listening and i know you don't want to give them the heads up and let them get the advice that you're getting but don't be greedy those people need to listen too. Tell them to subscribe. Super important. Super important that we continue to grow the CDF. <laughs> Sounds like some government organization. CDF is here. Open up your door. We need to talk. <laughs> Clock Dodger fam. I love you guys. You know I love you guys. We got a lot of exciting episodes coming off of the fancy football tip and on the fancy football tip. 
both ways. We got tons of great guests lined up. Um, a lot of exciting stuff coming. Um, fantasy football content will obviously ramp up, but we're going to ramp up the other stuff as well. Um, the Game of Thrones episodes have uh, are going to taper off a little bit because the season obviously ended. Um, but other than that, guys, we got a lot of big things planned on the website. Um, don't forget, Clock Dodger shirts, wristbands, mugs, all those things are out there for you guys to purchase. And uh, those things only go back into Clock Dodgers to help make this thing better. Um, so all you're doing is helping build this up if you when, when you when you order those things. So we really appreciate that. And uh, a lot of exciting things coming. If you guys have any advice, feedback, um, any, any anything you want to share with us, you can shoot me an email, clockdodgers at gmail.com. Or just follow me on Twitter, Instagram, those things, at Clock Dodgers. And you can shoot me a, a tweet, a DM. Uh, an Instagram message, whatever they call it there. Um, just hit me up. All right, guys. I love you guys as always. Everything is beautiful. Let's hope. So put your, put your, uh, your good thoughts in the air that this, that this hurricane just mm, don't even let it hit the Caribbean. Just push that thing all the way back out into the ocean because we don't need any more of this stuff happening. It's just, it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just craziness. And we don't, we don't need to, uh, we don't need to see that stuff happening no more because the last one that just happened was bad enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we just don't need any more of it. We want to be able to help build them back up and, and move on. So, as always, guys, be kind, be great, keep dodging. Visit clockdodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.